When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, well, well. <laughs> She's real chipper today. I'm fired up. No, I'm What's really I'm fired up. Let's talk. So okay. last night I went to bed thinking I would wake up at 6 a.m. No, more like 5.45 to get on my flight back to oh, Orange County. Yes. Mm-mm. Little did I know that what God had in store for me. <laughs> <laughs> I got an email from Delta in the middle of the night saying, your flight has been canceled. <laughs> in that voice. But no worries. Literally. It was just like, it was like, it's been canceled. But no worries. But don't worry We've about re- Did they say no worries? No, but it was just, it was very cavalier. It was like yeah, this thing okay. you've been planning on and scheduling Ubers for, it's canceled. <laughs> um, it's not happening. Um, actually, yeah. let me just pull up what time they sent me the email because I think that's also pretty rich to then cancel it in the middle of the night. Like when, I mean, if I didn't check my email, I would have gone to the airport. Right, right. Um, so at 3 a.m., your flight was canceled. Here's your new itinerary. <laughs> It's just like it's so chipper. Your it's flight like, has thanks. been canceled. It is no longer <laughs> happening. Um, and then it was just like, okay, so I'm like, so at first I'm like, what? Then I look at when I'm rebooked, and I'm rebooked for the next morning, not at a flight that leaves at eight thirty, but a flight that leaves at six a.m. Oh gosh, a, and it's a multi leg journey too. No worries, we've booked you on a worse flight tomorrow. <laughs> Hey, I've got some great news from over here at Delta. <laughs> not only are you not leaving and you're going to miss part of your trip, who knows what the hell you've got planned in California. No need. Thank goodness it's just some humble time with your family and not just a stunning vaca- prepaid vacation. Uh, but no worries. No matter what's going on, we're going to get you there tomorrow. We're going to have tomorrow. you waking up at 3.30 a.m. to make this new <laughs> multi-lake journey flight. We're going to give you a three-hour layover in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Honestly, it's these, just the, the problem is they they just know we really don't have that many options. Like Delta no. is not you can't give Delta a one star Google review and it's not going to like they're not shaking it's, over that. They don't care at all. They have all the So power. this is what then so at first I'm like great this is so annoying and then I'm like okay fine I I'm just going to go back to bed. I'll deal with this in the morning. Like there was no other flights. All the flights then today were sold out. Clearly, they weren't They weren't going to even rebook me on a flight for today. Right. So I go back to bed, and then I wake up a few hours later, um, and I'm like, okay, well, now it's time to get on this rebooking thing <sighs> because I don't want this, like, multi-leg journey the next day. I want to change it, and it's basically impossible to change. And, of course, at every step of the way, they're like, just go ahead and change it online. It's easy. It's breezy. You can do this all online. And I'm like, don't you think I want to do this online? Like if there was an option for me to just, you know, be a few you clicks can't. away from a new itinerary. No, I can't. Literally, it would not work for me. Yeah. So then, okay, so that, then I start iMessaging with Delta, okay? Oh, yeah. You know how they have that service where you can like text? Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that. I'm using the virtual assistant. And then finally, I get over to a real person. And every time I am with a real person, my like at some point, the window, the chat window crashes. <sighs> um, And so I, I talked to Alex today. I talked to Portia. Oh. And you know what? Neither of them could get me anywhere. And I don't even remember the last two, the two other names because I was at my wits end. By the yeah. time, okay, let me just, I just need to vent for one more second. So I tried two virtual people or two real people, you know, over chat. It doesn't work. I finally just go to call. I call, of course, wait time's like 35 minutes. They're going to call me back. When they call me back though, I'm in Ikea. 
Okay. And do you know that Ikea is basically a, you know, penitentiary in the sense that there is no cell service I don't know at all. How they, so, I don't know how they do that or why they do that. But I don't yeah, know. there's always like a black why. hole in Ikea. Every Ikea It's a black you go hole. To. And then so all I've got when I emerge from Ikea is a voicemail from Delta asking me oh. to rate my last call with them. And oh, I'm like, gosh. I didn't even get a call. I can't leave you a rating. Um, and then okay, I go so back to the chat. And, yeah. Okay. It's just, it's really rich. I get back to the chat and they say my estimated wait time is 638 minutes. You're kidding me. <laughs> I hope you took a screenshot. I'm not. I did. I did. 638 minutes. No worries. We apologize for the extra long wait times. Hey, um, someone just will be with you news. in 638 minutes. <laughs> it's Delta. Just wanted to let you know, we have a 400 year wait time. We'll be talking to you <laughs> once you're dead about how to rebook like, your flight. Why don't they just put that into hours? It's like this weird psychosomatic thing where they like want to make it look shorter by putting the amount of minutes, but like over a hundred minutes, it might as well be 55 years. I just love um, that it's like, Hey, this is Delta. We have some, uh, some good news. Your flight's been canceled and yeah. we have a new one. And if you don't want to take the new one with a 30 hour layover in Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. you get to spend <laughs> your six hours this morning Literally. when you should have been flying to California trying to get a hold of us so we can get you on a better Ugh. flight. Cheers. At first, at first the hold music was kind of funny, you know, like Ben and I were driving around and we were, you know, just kind of laughing about how dorky it was. And then there came to a, there came a point when I looked at him and I said, "If I have to hear one more minute of this freaking oh. violin symphony, I'm gonna go postal." Um, Wait, okay. So, so how did it resolve? By by the time someone actually called me back, I'm like holding these people hostage. Where the minute they actually get on the phone with someone, because I also lost somebody one time when I was in a tunnel oh. driving, and I the, the first thing I say to them is, "What are you gonna do if we get disconnected? How are you gonna call me back?" <laughs> Yeah. Wow. It's one of those. Anyways, Chandler, let's get into the main content for today, which I'm I'm very excited. excited. Yeah. This is going to be really good, you guys. This is a deep dive, a deep dive episode into Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston, and Angelina Jolie, the love triangle that captured all of our attentions in the 2000s. Chandler. I, I have been dreaming of this episode ever since we talked about Brad and Angelina's wedding day because I just knew that there was so much more to their story. I mean, the wedding dress alone with the drawings from her children on it, like, <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I, like, have known about, like, things that have happened in their relationship, but, like, I did not really fully know. So yeah. I'm like, so excited. Um. Okay. Well, let's start at the beginning. And by the beginning, I mean the relationship of Brad and Jen. Because that's mm-hmm. really where this story began. Yes. All right. So Brad and Jen met in 1994, but they didn't go on their first date until 1998. And they were mm. set up by their agents, actually. Cute. Just one year later, Brad proposed to Jen. And then they got married directly one year later in 2000. So in the early 2000s, Brad and Jen were the absolute it couple. Jen had, yeah. I mean, like he was the hottest movie star and she was America's sweetheart. Mm -hmm. She was starring on Friends in people's living rooms every week. And she was actually about to make her full, she was about to make her transition into becoming a full-time movie star around the time they got married. Brad was already an A-list movie star. He'd been in Ocean's Eleven, Seven, Troy, and many other movies. The press and fans loved them. Meanwhile, across the red carpet was another couple, Mm -hmm. a couple by the name of Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, A little bit less um, homegrown American honey, a little bit more rock and roll, you could say. Yeah, a little more, a little more Spencer Gifts adjacent. Angela <laughs> Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton were basically the OG Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. They were, they were very, they were very strange. Chandler, I didn't know this before this deep dive, but they had framed, they had framed blood writings above you their did not- bed. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the blood around their neck. Um. The blood handwriting so, above their bed, I did not know about that as well. Framed wow. writings in blood above their bed saying things like, for all time. I just, um, yeah. Things like, the only way out of this is death. 
I know. Gosh, what is with these like goth couples and their bizarre love of gore? Gore and romance. I just really, I don't like the two mixed. Call me a square. Okay. Truly. Um, They had major PDA moments on the red carpet. She had his name tattooed on her arm and they wore, of course, we all know, vials of each other's blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was the time when, before Angelina Jolie became a UN ambassador and became heavily involved in charity. This was pre all of that. This was Angel- yeah. Angelina Jolie's heyday of being a kind of goth, rebellious movie star. She was super bizarre at this time. Um, she kissed her brother open mouthed on mm-hmm. Oscar night on the red carpet. And she said that she she said, quote, I'm so in love with my brother right now. <laughs> um, but you know what? You think, Nick? What? <laughs> can, can, like literally, can you imagine the horror of saying something like that about our brother Nick? Like, uh, what the actual F? I honestly can't imagine kissing any of my siblings open mouth. That's really, I think, where well, that's that's where, you know, you and I differ. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Finally, Chandler says something gross. I'm not the one always making like the gross comments. Just kidding. Is her brother hot? Her brother is actually was actually very hot. He looked just like her. Just a male version. Like stunning. I mean, Have you ever seen pictures of her brother? You got to look up her brother right now. No, I just I'm just looking him up right now. Yeah. Is he not a male version? Yeah, he, he literally is a male version of her with like yes. bleached hair. Wow. I'm just yes. so in love with my brother right now. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, uh no and i i just love that they have the exact same lips the exact same nose even i mean this, it's actually quite eerie how similar they look same eyes shiloh yeah shiloh her daughter or actually i don't know if shiloh is referred to as a daughter anymore but uh shiloh looks exactly like her brother which who looks exactly like angelina um yeah yeah Okay, so Angelina Angelina was one of the strangest movie stars of the time, but was also, and I think to this day, like one of the most beautiful women of all time. Like just absolutely breathtaking. And she was Jen's real polar opposite. She was Mm -hmm. dangerous. She was tattooed. She was wild. She was a brunette. Okay? Right. She wasn't some friendly, approachable California blonde who does yoga and loves Mm -hmm. smart water and a vino lotion. No, 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 no. This was a very different Angelina. There's a darkness there and that darkness is hot. Exactly. There's a wildness. There's an untamedness. Let's just say that her brother was into it. (laughs) I was going to say. You know, later that wildness would you know threaten Jen. But yeah, let's just say that her brother was <laughs> down. Okay, but anyway, so let's go to 2004. So this is around the same time. This is when Brad is married to Jen. He's been married to Jen for four mm-hmm. years, and I want to play for you, Chandler, a clip where Jad is where Jad, where Brad is talking about his marriage to Jen. Okay, okay. Marriage is is is. Is an interesting process, ongoing, isn't it's it? It's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, it's phenomenal. And I loved hearing you say, at least I read this in the Vanity Fair article, where you were saying that maybe it's not, maybe two people, the nature of two people is not meant to be with each other forever. <laughs> yes, but there's just so much pressure on that from, from yeah. day one. And and to, to me, or to Jen and I, it's always been about getting everything on the table. What you like said was, here it is together. in the prompter. We don't cage each other with this pressure of happily ever after. You figure it out as you go along. Jen and I always made a pact. We'll see where this is going. I'm not sure it really is our nature to be with someone for the rest of our lives because you just made this pact. You keep going as long as you keep growing. When that dies, we do. But it constantly surprises me. It's good fun. We still have that friendship. We still Is this sounding like you? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> we still have a good laugh we're good at getting i like how uh oprah is really just not getting the answer she wants so she's like why don't i read a quote that i really liked that you right literally okay these are the words coming out of your mouth brad yeah okay i'm gonna play another clip really quick we all crowd around her like moths to the flame yeah she's she's very she's one of the warmest people i meet and we all you say she's a magnet. She's we a do fireplace. all crowd around her. She's that, like that that fire we all crowd around for warmth. And she's, really? um, 
No, I'm not. Uh, this is this is genuine. It's truly genuine. She's there's not a ill intention bone in this woman's body. She's really she's really extraordinary that way, and she's taught me a lot that way. Really? Yeah. So I want to talk about the first clip. Yeah. The first clip is not very romantic sounding. It sounds like there's trouble on the horizon. Oh, really? I don't think so at all. Really? You think that he's because- like, go ahead. It might not always work out. Like, mm. I don't know. It's it's just an awfully like realistic quote about marriage. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe well, I just know too much about what's to come. The second one is much more sweet. It is very sweet and it's very jarring to look at him uttering those words on Oprah in 2004, the same year he met Angelina on the set of Mr. Mm-hmm. and Mrs. Smith. Right. So I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Jennifer Aniston made a point to say something to Angelina Jolie before they started filming. Not really? like a point, not to be like, don't steal my man, but she, I guess it's not always common for like the wife or the girlfriend to come meet the co-star necessarily. Okay. And okay. Angelina Jolie made a point to meet her and to introduce herself and to say that Brad was so excited to work with her and to wish them both that they had a great time. Wow. Um, yeah. So wow. just one year later. Brad and Jen announce their separation on January 7th, 2005. On March 25th, a few wait, months wait, wait, later. Wait, 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 We have to talk about the, the Mexico beach pictures. Well, just hold on. We're Those, getting there. And okay, it's okay, Kenya okay, beach okay, pictures. Okay. Um, okay, excuse me. Sorry. Shows that I'm not a rich person. Because I'm like, they're um, in Mexico when really they're somewhere <laughs> more exotic. So in you're probably confusing it because Jennifer Aniston loves Cabo. They're not in Cabo. They were in Kenya. Uh, Of course, they were on the beaches of Africa. Cabo is Mm -hmm. too basic for these wild, untamed. Way too pedestrian. Exactly. So three months later, after they announced their separation, Jen filed for divorce. And then one month later. And this is important to know. It ha- they have always maintained, Brad and Angelina, that they did not begin their romance on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith and that they did not begin their romance until after Brad and Jen were done. But that mm-hmm. strains credulity because if that's really the case, then why would they be taking a trip to Africa together a mere month after Jen filed for divorce? I mean, I guess things move pretty fast. I mean, also, if really nothing happened, how is Mr. and Mrs. Smith the most sexually charged movie in, you know, the face of all time? I, the chemistry is absolutely, utterly Mm -hmm. breathtaking. It is palpable. You can cut it with a knife. I remember you literally watching that movie as a teen. And like, and I think I was not quite a teen yet, but you were talking about their chemistry to me. (laughs) <laughs> I, that was, was like a probably an 11 year old i remember thinking like that's the kind of that's the kind of relationship i want like i want a relationship <laughs> that you can cut the sexual tension with a knife at all times i oh want a relationship gosh. where there's like very little words just lots of stares looks I, lots of looks yeah sultry glances mm-hmm. so much tension so much unsaid secrets right that is what i thought made up an incredible relationship of course um, of course yeah, and it really was the blueprint for for the romantic life I I I craved as a twelve year old. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Angelina was cast as the mitri- as the mistress in the court of public mm-hmm. opinion, but she yes. said to be intimate with a married man when my own father cheated on my mother is not something I could forgive. I could not look at myself in the morning if I did that. I wouldn't be attracted to a man who would cheat on his wife. <sighs> Okay. She really, she really thinks we're idiots. <laughs> you would be attracted to a man who would leave his wife for you? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, it's very clear. It's very clear exactly what happened. Um, and Diane Sawyer was having none of it. Oh, thank so goodness. To she Diane's- was on the scene. Yes, exactly. <sighs> so let's done listen- for our country. We'll never be able to repay her. So this is Diane Sawyer talking to Brad Pitt. Did Angelina Jolie break up your marriage? No. I handled this like a game show. <laughs> no. Everyone says she's a homewrecker. It's a good story. You know, I've been in these tablets for 14 years now. 
at some point you just become the Zen master of it all. I I love Diane Sawyer. I would like to you know emulate her for the rest of my life with this podcast. Mm, asking the tough questions. Asking the tough questions with a smile and, a, and an easy laugh. And just a reassuringly omnipresent bob. I mean, that Diane yes. Sawyer haircut, it just... It's something we can put our faith in when everything else seems to be flimsy and changing all the time. We can always exactly. look to Diane Sawyer and her short blonde bob for stability and strength. Exactly. As exactly. the Constitution <laughs> crumbles before us, Diane Sawyer's bob will not. Diane Sawyer's sophisticated and understated Bob <laughs> stays ever present in our world. Okay. Brangelina was the peak of tabloid coverage at this time. And it was just all over the tabloids, the themes of betrayal and jealousy. And they constantly pitted Jen and Angie against each other. I don't know. Do you remember Team Angie and Team Jen t-shirts? I do not remember the t-shirts, but I do remember them being pitted against each other. Yes. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my mm. Clean Simple Eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip. You got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansymboleats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansymboleats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off Something else of note in the early 2000s, Jen scored in the top three of female likability alongside Reese Witherspoon and Sandra Bullock. At the time, you would never see a tabloid story painting any of them in a poor light. American women loved Jen mm -hmm. and would buy magazines yeah. that featured her in a positive way. So Jen always got a positive spin in the press. So this is a quote from Jen at the time. So Jen is interviewed by Vanity Fair and she says, am I lonely? Yes. Am I upset? Yes. Am I confused? Yes. Do I have days when I've thrown a little pity party for myself? Absolutely. But I'm also doing really well. Relationships are two people. Everyone is accountable. A lot goes into a relationship coming together and a lot goes into a relationship falling apart. She'd say, even if it's 98% the other person's fault, it's 2% yours. And that's what we're going to focus on. You can only clean up on your side of the street. I'm not interested in taking public pot shots. I'm not, it's not my concern anymore. What happened to him after the separation? It's his life now. I've made a conscious effort not to add to the toxicity of the situation. I haven't retaliated. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't have a halo that I'm polishing here. Everyone has their personal thoughts, but I would much rather everyone move on. I'm not defined by this relationship. I'm not defined by the part that they're making me play in this triangle. It's maddening to me. Wow. Yeah. I think that's a pretty measured buttoned up statement. I, I respect her for that. Yeah. I think that that's really 
Jen has always been just so good at being someone you can really relate to. She's kind of like a, um, she's like a Jennifer Garner, you know, she's takes the high mm-hmm. road. Right, she's right. relatable. She's not, you know, the sultry mistress. She's the, the girl next door that no one's threatened by and everyone adores. And I think that, mm-hmm. that this, mm-hmm. that even just this perfect statement where she doesn't, she doesn't seem to be even like, She's even self-aware that it sounds too nice. There's something very, very transparent about her that I think people just really fall in love with. Yeah, absolutely. I think most devastating moments of this whole thing is when Jen was forced to face Brad and Angelina. Um, And I don't know if you remember this, but... I don't. Jen made the very brave choice to present at the Oscars in 2009. And I mean, very much Angelina Jolie was the other woman, the vixen, the the mistress. I think that that's pretty clear to anyone who looks at the facts of the case. And it really did devastate Jen. And it was horrible. And one of the things that really, I think one of the things that was like just this huge moment was a few years later when this really had not, you guys, the tabloids like talked about them and their breakup. They were on the cover of Us Weekly, of all of OK, of all those magazines for years. It like, was I incessant. Almost, it was incessant. Yes. And this can, you know, it created this long drama. Um, and I'm sure it did not help with Jen moving on. And anyway, um, there is a moment where Jen presented at the Oscars in 2009 alongside Jack Black and sitting in the front row, essentially, like right in front of her was Brad Pitt and Angelina, the woman who had taken, you know, who had, mm. who he had left her for. Um, yeah. Some would say stole her husband. You know, I don't love those terms, obviously, because the guy is just as much as at fault, if not primarily at fault. Um but anyway, it was a very, very awkward encounter. And you can actually see it all over Jennifer Aniston's face during that presentation. It's, it almost seems like she wants to rush off stage. It was awkward and horrible. I mean, also just so brave of her to do that. Yeah, for sure. But I think that ultimately she probably wasn't ready yet. One of the interesting things, though, about this time, and I don't know if you remember this, Chan, but Angelina Jolie, like imagine this, like not only did some chick steal your husband, but then she is like putting on this public campaign that she is Mother Teresa. Angelina Jolie was constantly profiled with all of her charity work as a UN ambassador for refugees, countless pictures of her in Africa. Not only this, but then like her and like her, all of her kids, her just being like mother of the year. Yeah. And then, yes. So she obviously adopted Maddox first and then she adopted uh, Zahara. And, and anyway, so Brad became very involved with that kind of philanthropy and charity work as well. And kind of, I think not to say that people aren't multifaceted and they can't be cheaters and also good people interested in charity work, but just kind of interesting to think about being in Jen's shoes where these two people that did something so devastating are also kind of parading around as, you know, like good humans of the year constantly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So back to the timeline though, in October, 2005, Brad and Jen's divorce is finalized. And just two months later, January of 2006, Brad and Angelina confirm their pregnancy. Also that year, Brad legally adopts Angelina's Maddox and Zahara. So in May 2006, Shiloh Jolie Pitt is born. And a year later, in January 2007, Angelina gives an interview to Vogue. Let's all remember that this all happened within a period of three years. 2004 is when they film Mr. and Mrs. Smith. 2005 is when they separate. Brad and Jen's divorce is finalized. This uh, Within a year, basically, Angelina is pregnant. Okay, so this all happens in a very fast, condensed period of time. So finally, in January 2007, in a Vogue interview, Angelina opens up about the about the beginning of her relationship with Brad. And she says, we spent a lot of time contemplating and thinking and talking about what we both wanted in life and realized we wanted very, very similar things. And then we just continued to take time. We remained 
very, very good friends with this realization for a long time. And then life developed in a way where we could be together. Ultimate chill girl right there. Where it felt like something we would do and something we should do. Oh, give me a break. Give me literally break. You played hot assassins, okay, mm-hmm. with the sexual charge of, I don't know, um, like, uh, with, uh, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> we don't watch porn, think, okay, we don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a big battery. Like, I don't know, Elon Musk would have to build the battery to contain the sexual charge of Angela Jolie and Brad Pitt and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So to tell us that you guys just talked about what you wanted in life and then you decided to take time and then remain very good friends and then have life develop in a way where you could just happen to be together. Uh, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. Literally. Um, March, 2007. So this is a year after Shiloh Jolie Pitt is born and Julina adopts Pax, her son Pax, and Brad also adopts him a year later. And around the same time in 2008, the twins Knox and Vivian were born. So I want to talk about kind of what I would say would be extremely insensitive either statements or choices in magazine interviews and features. Mm -hmm. The first was in W Magazine in July of 2005. So this was before Brad and Jen's divorce was even finalized. Okay. This is a mere months after they're spotted on vacation together in Kenya. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt pose for photographs as a mother and father of like a fifties family with a bunch of, with a bunch of sons. Do you remember this? Do you Uh -uh. remember this? Okay. I'm going to send you the link right now because I remember this so vividly. It's like all of a sudden they were dating and then all of a sudden there were pictures of them in like the height of domesticity, I guess, in W Magazine. And it was just like, it was just so crazy to think that this was, this relationship had just begun because it was just so ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And is Shiloh in this? These are not their kids though. No, because- this is this is right after the separation. Like this was right after Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Only like basically months later, they're really? posing. Yes, yes. Oh my god. These are like other. These are just like model children that they're posing with. Wow. I mean, they really were just visually such a captivating, stunning couple. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and if you look at these photos, it actually is kind of crazy to think about how young Angelina looks in these and Brad Pitt too, obviously. Mm-hmm. So another thing, Brad just started to say a bunch of dumb stuff in magazine interviews. Mm-hmm. So a comment he makes in 2011. So a little bit after that, after the twins, Knox and Vivian are born, he says, I spent the nineties trying to hide out, trying to duck the full celebrity cacophony. I started to get sick of myself sitting on a couch, holding a joint, hiding out. It started feeling pathetic. It became very clear to me that I was intent on trying to find a movie about an interesting life, but I wasn't living an interesting life. I think that my marriage at the time had something to do with it. Trying to pretend that the marriage was something it wasn't. Um, it's like just such a freaking bummer. Like, I don't know. It's, it's such a bummer to have this relationship with somebody and not to just let it lie, but to then discredit the whole thing and say that you were basically a shell of yourself. Right. And that it was just so miserable. Mm -hmm. And there's just something, I mean, I think Brad Pitt is very much of the Johnny Depp variety of artiste who really kind of thinks of themselves as like a Bukowski ripoff as a Huntress mm-hmm, Thompson totally. adjacent yeah. glamorous you know guy who mm-hmm. needs to be motorcycling through Cambodia to to right. really feel something who needs to be always living on the cusp of adventure like a, a character from a Hemingway novel if they're not if right. they're not you know making love and going to war in the Spanish hills then really you know <laughs> it's pathetic it's pathetic life. Yeah, exactly. Another note on Brad Pitt really quick. Yeah. I do think it's interesting because he's definitely a lover. You know, he proposed oh, sure. to Gwyneth Paltrow after two years. He proposed yeah. to Jen after a year or I guess a year of dating, maybe not a year after they met. Um, You know, he adopted Angelina's kids before they were even married. Like he's a lover. 
And I think that honestly, it's, it's, it's hard because he's so handsome and he's also at the same time, like very, I don't know, just like a guy who swoons clearly. And I think that makes him basically, um, impossible to not fall for. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's just like Johnny Depp in that way. He's very, these are very much left even more handsome for Enneagram types. Um, oh, way more handsome. One thing that was always interesting to me was how Angelina and Johnny Depp did not have chemistry in that movie that they filmed. Like Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp were always like the seemed so so similar, like kind of um, dark, both brunettes, yeah. uh, both have right. the same kind of aesthetic, probably, moody aesthetic. They probably like the same obscure jazz. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what but, movie were and they, they in together? They were in this movie. Let me look it up. It was called like The Lake or something. And I remember being so excited that they were finally going to be in a movie together. And then it just panned to terrible reviews. They just apparently had no chemistry. I don't think I ever even ended up watching it. It was called The Tourist. The Tourist. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, got terrible oh, yeah. reviews. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to Brad's inane comment. Um, He later issued an apology and he said, it grieves me that this was interpreted this way. Jen is an incredibly giving, loving, and hilarious woman who remains my friend. It is an important relationship that I value greatly. The point I was trying to make is not that Jen was dull, but that I was becoming dull to myself. And for that, I am responsible. So a pretty good, a pretty good save in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? (laughs) You know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned cube frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. And you know, honestly, like I'm sure it was difficult. If you're Brad Pitt, if you are one of the sexiest men alive, you meet one of the sexiest women alive. And not only is she just incredibly hot, but she does live this very dangerous life. You know, she goes mm-hmm. to all of these exotic places. She adopts children from them. She is very engaged in important work. She's not just necessarily like us, like in Jen, loving a sectional, like, loving all- a, a stunning meal. I mean, a trip to Cabo. Literally, we just all know those people who like are, love to go on benders of all types of adventures. You know, doesn't this it doesn't necessarily have to mean a nefarious bender, but you know, they're they're bender type people where they yes. do crazy stuff and they're chaotic. It just sounds like so exhausting to me. I'm just so comfortable with a life of you know watching what's lever you know Hulu has to offer me and you know falling asleep before eleven thirty and door dashing. <laughs> frozen yogurt. I'm just so happy with that life. Absolutely. I'm so with you there. I do not need to be living on the edge in some far-flung location in order to feel at home in the world. I'm very good just chatting about celebrities through a microphone mm-hmm. with you from my home that I love so much. Um, I mean, and yeah, every now and then. Before nine. Yeah. Every now and then, you know, the height of my adventure looks like trying a new sushi place nearby, the, of course. That's the it. greatest adventure I want is the adventure of did we pay too much for this hotel but it's truly stunning and maybe it's worth it that's the only fear I want 
All right. So move, so back to Brad and Jen though, and Angie. So in 2008, Jen gave an interview, interview to Oprah saying that she still feels so lucky and that she's proud of Brad and his family. So I'm going to play this for you. Just ever America's sweetheart, ever the likable queen. I mean, she's also having escapades of her own. You know, she's dating John Mayer. I don't know if she started dating Justin Theroux at this point, but it's not like she's like, you know, in spinster mode or something. Right, right. That's that is true. That is true. Um, but this, this I mean, she's only- dating like hot younger guys too. Yes, for sure. But I think that there's something about even if you're having fun dating, if you were deeply in love with someone and married to him, and he ran off with the seductive Angelina Absolutely. Jolie, that's still going to leave yeah. a wound. So her being Absolutely. able to be so diplomatic as she is in this interview is impressive. Just go. Everything is so like life is. This is a really. I live a very charmed life, and and I think that's why what I said. I feel like I've been unbelievably lucky in in love. It just might not look the way it's supposed to look at this point. But thank you, honey. Yeah. But you also. I'm going to get off the article. You know, because I'm not here to dig around. But you did. You were very revealing in the article where you actually said that you were uh, proud of uh, Brad and his family. I am. Yeah. 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 I am. He's done some amazing things in the last couple of years. So I just think he's, I think he's doing great. And you're doing great too. Yeah. Anyway, do you know that both of you have movies coming out on the same day? Oprah, just twisting the knife. You know, you both have movies coming out on the same day. It's like, give it a rest, lady. I mean, I just think Jen is a masterclass in playing it cool living your best life is the best revenge in this way. Um, not seeming like you care. Obviously she did. I care for her, but I can appreciate the way she just played it off. Absolutely. That's the, that's really the way to do it. That's really the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Gals do not, Mm -hmm. you know, stalk someone, stalk your ex angrily and leave nasty comments on his pictures with his new girlfriend just live your best life. And if you're asked about it, say you live a charmed life. You're, you're, he's been doing great work literally the past few years. Yeah. You're happy Which is just him. like perfect. It's perfectly vague too. Exactly. Um, all right. So fast forward a few years later in 2012 and Brad and Angie get engaged. Chandler, he proposed with a million dollar ring. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. The ring is I really like stunning, it. stunning. I like it. I, I think it's honestly one of my favorite rings I've ever seen. It is a huge emerald. It is a huge emerald in the middle. So what would have been just basically emerald almost cut, like. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Emerald cut diamond. Yes. It's a huge emerald cut diamond in the middle. And then it's emerald eternity throughout the rest. I don't love the bezel. I won't lie about that. I don't, I don't know why we bezel diamonds so much. I love my bezel diamond necklace, but I don't know about, I'm not a big bezel on the ring type of person. Oh, I feel I like love it. I, I like so beautiful. Really? I like to see the under part of a diamond. I don't like to hide it. Um, it's a stunning engagement ring, a million dollars. And a year later in May, 2013, things take a different turn for Brad and Angelina. So this is, we're getting to a, almost basically almost a decade after they met. Um, Angelina Jolie reveals in a New York Times op-ed that she elected to undergo a preventative double mastectomy. She writes, I'm fortunate to have a partner, Brad Pitt, who was so loving and supportive. Brad was at the Pink Lotus Breast Center where I was treated for every minute of the surgeries. We managed to find moments to laugh together. We knew this was the right thing to do for our family and it would bring us closer together. So at this time, you know, things seem to have really settled out with the love triangle. Jen is having a good time in Cabo doing her yoga and Brad and Angelina are settling into their family life and planning a children's themed wedding. Um, but of course they hit this medical problem, this tragedy where Angelina finds out that she has the same cancer gene. There's, she has like a breast cancer gene and that's what her mom died of. Um, that gives her a very high chance of developing the same lethal cancer as her mom. And so she decides, I'm just not even going to play that game. Um, She gets that double mastectomy. And they gave an interview. And this is an interview with both Brad and Angelina. um, And they're talking about how they really handled that. So I'm going to play this for you. And I just want to say that 
The season that preceded this was Angelina giving birth to multiple of their children, the twins and Shiloh. Um, just people features with her in white. I, I just remember her in like these beautiful eyelet dressing gowns, just seeming very, very pure. It was very much, I think, like the the fever dream era of Brad and Angelina when they just seemed really like they mm-hmm. were such a perfect family. They loved having tons of kids. Um, right. Oh, and another, or I guess I'll play this quote and I'll tell a funny story from this time. Yeah, as long as possible, it's going to be done. No question, it's a, it's a scary decision. Um, there's many things that can go wrong and go many different directions, but it was really led by her dedication of this is what I got to do and this is what I'm going to do. Did you have an appreciation of the emotional part of it? I just remember there was no vanity to my wife's approach. It was mature. There was an excitement to where this is our life. We're going to make the best of it. There was a strength in that. It's just another one of those things in life that that makes you tighter. She was doing it for her kids, and she was doing it for her family. So she had a, so we could, we could be together. Was was trumped everything. Trumped everything and anything. I think for as much as he speaks about my strength, I I knew that he made it very, very clear to me that what he loved and what was a woman to him was somebody who was, was smart and capable and cared about her family, that it wasn't about, it's not about your physical bodies. And so I knew through the surgeries that, that he was on my side and that this wasn't something where I was going to feel less of a woman because my husband wasn't going to let that happen. And in the... I mean, okay, I mean... Beautiful, stunning, but really he doesn't care about how you look. He literally just happened to end up with the world's hottest person. Right. And has dated always the world's hottest people. Um, I mean, it's also, totally fine. Her- of course, you know, he's not just shallow, but I just find out, found that to be a little extreme. Um, Chandler, that's where I would say the heartwarming phase of their relationship really, really ends, really fizzles because In September of 2016, about two years later, an altercation on their private jet led to a child abuse investigation. A source claimed to People Magazine that he got drunk and was fighting with Angie. Maddox stepped in to defend Angie and Brad got in his face. Um, So there isn't a ton we know about this plane incident, but there are things that we can read into it from the story in People Magazine. Not just from the quotes in People Magazine, but the quotes that were changed. So let's all remember that Brad Pitt works closely with People Magazine, has always had a great relationship with them. And at the time, Pitt's team was their source. So at the be- so they so they were really telling his side of the story. So if this is his side of the story, just imagine what really happened. Um, in People, they wrote that Pitt was drunk and there was an argument between him and Angelina. And there was a parent-child argument which was not handled in the right way and that escalated more than it should have. The source says to People that Pitt did not hurt his son. He is emphatic that it did not reach the level of physical abuse, that no one was physically harmed. He did not hit his child in the face in any way. He did not do that. He is emphatic about that. He put his hands on him, yes, but the confrontation was spiraling out of control. A source close to Pitt says any accusation beyond that are a combination of exaggeration and lies. They have taken the overall smallest kernel of truth that a fight got out of hand and reached a regrettable peak, and that as a result, the Department of Child and Family Services is looking into it, and they are manipulating it to best suit their attempts to gain custody. Um, So that was what was released in People Magazine. Um, And However, internet sleuths who were paying it, who were closely paying attention noted that the quote had been changed. So the original quote that went up was that he did not do that. He is emphatic about that. He put his hands on him, yes, because the confrontation was nose to nose and was spiraling out of control. Um, so they took out the, the nose to nose detail and they also added that it was, uh, there were attempts to gain custody. So kind of making it seem like Angelina was spinning it as this horrible right. thing to gain custody. Yeah. They also took out the phrase where he, the way they described him as not blackout drunk. So they, instead of saying he was not blackout drunk, they just said he was drunk. So they didn't want people to have the image of him going nose to nose with Maddox in their brains. And they didn't want people to even think that he was potentially blackout drunk. 
for me, the smoking gun is that it uh, reached a regrettable peak. What happened during that regrettable peak? What does a regrettable peak mean? Right, right, right. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't know what we're supposed to read in between the lines and glean. It's um, like he shoved him maybe, but he said he didn't hit him. No, I know it said he didn't hit him, but I, that's his side of the story. So Angelina yeah. has never come out and said that Brad didn't hit him. So um, what we do know is that five days after the plane altercation, Angelina filed for divorce from Brad, citing irre- irreconcilable differences. She requested sole physical custody of their six children with a quote saying this decision was made for the health of the family. They reached a temporary oh, custody wow. agreement one week after their separation. She received full custody and he was granted visitation rights. They were both ordered to undergo individual counseling as well as attend family counseling with their kids. He was subject to random drug and alcohol testing. November 2016. Man. Yeah. I, yeah, I just don't know what happened. I feel like also like was there trouble in the water before this? Like it's quite right. the jump, I feel like. You know, I think that I think so. Brad does end up getting sober, and so I think that obviously this is probably not the only fight. And I find it hard to imagine that Angelina Jolie divorced Brad Pitt and completely split apart her family because of one altercation, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. A few months later, in November 2016, Brad is cleared of all child abuse allegations, and he reportedly got sober. So this is Angelina Jolie talking about the divorce. This is basically the only statement she gave at the time, and it was in an interview about her charity work in Cambodia. So the interviewer does ask about the divorce. So here we go. Okay. I don't want to say very much about that, except to say it was a very difficult time, and... And we are a family, and we will always be a family, and we will get through this time and and hopefully be a stronger family for it. But can I ask how you're coping? I, I I'm I'm many many people find themselves in this situation and, and these kind of you know my whole my family we're all we we've all been through a difficult time and it's not um, my focus is. Uh, my children, our children, and and it is um, and my focus is finding this 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 way through. And as I said, we are we are and forever will be a family. And so that is my that is how I'm coping. I'm coping with with finding a way through to make sure that this somehow makes us stronger and closer. So five months or so later. Brad has an interview with GQ Style and he says, I was really on my back and chained to a system when child services was called. And, you know, after that, we've been able to work together to sort this out. We're both doing our best. I heard one lawyer say no one wins in court. It's just a matter of who gets hurt worse. And it seems to be true. You spend a year just focused on building a case to prove your point and why you're right and why they're wrong. And it's just an investment in vitriolic hatred. Um, wow. It's he so continued- true. It honestly is so true. Our dad sure actually, dad, yeah. Well, he wrote a Go book ahead. on divorce in California. Yeah, and I edited it. I like copy edited it for him. And I remember, like, that was one of the big points he made: is like, do not think of your divorce as something you're going to win. Like, no one wins in divorce. Mm-hmm. Like, what you're right. going to try to do is just have a fair you know, as, as have it be as fair as possible. Um, what you don't yeah. want is it to be unfair. You just want yeah. it to be as fair as possible. Um, so he, so Brad continued, fortunately, my partner in this agrees. It's just very, very jarring for the kids to suddenly have their family ripped apart. If anyone can make sense of it, we have to, with great care and delicacy, building everything around that. Our focus is that everyone come out stronger and better people. There's no other outcome. I see it happen to friends. I see where the one spouse literally can't tell their own part in it and they're still competing with the other in some way and wants to destroy them and needs vindication by destruction and just wasting years on that hatred. I don't want to live that way. So at this point, it's definitely seeming that, you know, the divorce is is proceeding in a way where it's somewhat amicable. Mm-hmm. Um, 
unfortunately, well, well, I kind of can I tell a quick Angelina Jolie story? Though my favorite, there's two Angelina Jolie stories that come to mind. One time, one of our dear friends Lee served Angelina Jolie when she came into a restaurant he was working at in LA. Do you remember this, Chandler? Um, yes, I do. Of course. I just remember that he said that she was so nice. They ordered a ton of food and that she, the thing I remembered the most though, is that he said she ordered hard boiled eggs and grilled tomato and barely and grilled tomatoes and barely ate any of it. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that checks out. And then Courtney's friend ran into Angelina Jolie too one time. Um, there's something I just so I think it was like at Disneyland. Courtney's friend was pregnant, and a pair. Okay, this is this is just a story in my brain. So I'm not sure if this is I made this up, but I don't think I did. Angelina <laughs> Jolie bumped into Courtney's friend in Disneyland, like in the line to the bathroom or something, and was like, "Oh, you're such a cute pregnant lady." Who is the friend? Do you remember the story? No. Or is that is that something friend? like cute? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. But we'll have to we'll have to get the details from Courtney. Um, but anyway, okay. those are the only our only personal touches with Angelina. Coming back to the timeline, though, coming back to the divorce in August 2018, it no longer appears that this is a amicable slash conscious uncoupling. Jolie's attorney claimed in a filing that Pitt had paid no meaningful child support since separation as of August 2018. In response, his lawyer noted that Pitt adamantly disputes the contention that he had not paid significant child support. Pitt has previously loaned Jolie $8 million to assist her in purchasing her current residence and has paid over $1.3 million in bills for the benefit of Jolie and her minor children and the minor children. All right. So 2019, the divorce continues on. And this is one of those epic divorces that seems to go on and on for years, just like Bethany's right. divorce um, from Jason. So Bethany from Real Housewives in New York City. This is another epic saga divorce. So 2019, when does the divorce begin again? So the divorce begins... 16, right? In 2016. So now we're in 2019. Okay, three years later, they're still getting divorced. Brad and Angie are fighting over various aspects aspects of the divorce agreement. Chateau Miraval caused more problems in the settlement. The sticking point is the value of Miraval, a source said. Angelina wants to be awarded the property as hers entirely because it was her idea to purchase the property to begin with. However, Pitt believed he'd been more than generous with other financial elements. So... A few months later, in January 2020, the internet lost its mind when Jen and Brad were seen backstage at an awards show together, and there was that picture of them together that just completely broke the internet. So a little happy um, full circle moment where Brad and Jen seemed to be on great terms, and just I, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget when that picture came out. I don't remember this picture. Do I need to look it up? You don't? No. Oh, okay, you. Wait, Brad is, and Angelina. No, Brad and Jen. They oh, saw each yes, other. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, okay, there was so, also that like Zoom call that they were all on, where he said, "Hi, Aniston," and she said, "Hi, Pitt." Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. Of yeah. course. Iconic audio. Um. So this is them talking at the time about that encounter. Everyone is waiting. They're hoping for this moment where you and Jennifer run into each other so they can take their picture. I'll run into Jen. She's a good friend. The second most important reunion of her, of, of, of her year. It was a play on Friends. And then they were saying that. Anyways. It's hysterical. But what else are they going to talk about? <laughs> anyway. Another thing I loved is I think I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow was throwing a birthday party and when all the paparazzi were taking photos of the stars arriving, Brad Pitt was one of the guests. So, I mean, you just got to you got to love the way that these people, they're kind of like the um really the royals. They still run in the same circles, they still end up staying friends, and they just end up at, you know, really star-studded, gorgeous gorgeous events. Running Absolutely. into each other decades later. Have you ever looked up what Chateau um, Miraval looks like? No, I haven't. It's like a sprawling estate in France. Well, yeah, in south of France, right? 
Yeah, it's just like, man, these rich people in their freaking estates in France. Oh, they love gosh. to just like cosplay as French people. I just because uh, didn't Johnny Depp and I guess well I guess Johnny Depp was actually married to a French woman so that makes more sense I just yeah. remember that um they also had a an estate in the south of France near Brad and Angelina yeah it's a level of wealth that um I can't even cosplay as having for a Shocking. night let alone a life um right. yeah truly all right so in August 2020 their divorce battle is still raging and Angie asked for their judge, John W. Otter, Otterkirk, to be disqualified from overseeing their case after he failed to disclose ongoing business and professional relationships with, with Brad Pitt. And ultimately, he was what? discharged from duty, yes, as the, as uh, the judge yeah. on the case. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Nice. So the next month, September 2020, tensions between Brad and Angie had gone up significantly as they were no longer attending therapy. And Brad said that he wanted 50-50 custody, which Angelina would not agree to. In August of 2021, Angelina successfully was finally able to disqualify the judge as he did not disclose their prior relationship. So in October of 2021, after the back and forth over Chateau Miraval, Jolie sold her share of the of the estate, of the $164 million estate and company to Tenute Del Mondo, a subsidiary of the Stoli Group. Brad and Angelina are still divorcing. So they are still divorcing. This is where they're like, we're all a family, woo-woo, BS. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, clearly, like the interest in keeping their family, I mean, obviously, they're not all kumbaya, obviously, and they're yeah. not vacationing together, a la Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin Chris and Martin. Dakota Johnson. I mean... Well, and also, like, most of these kids are still pretty young, and so most of their formative memories is, like, teenagers are going to be like their parents literally in divorce court for eight years. Like, yeah, that's it's really sad. It honestly it's really, sad. really does. Yeah. So one theory someone said a source claimed is that it's very clear that Angie has gone out of her way to delay install this process. All he can do is work with his legal team and file paperwork responding to her claims month after month. Says a by. source that just loves Brad Pitt. Yeah. And in, in People Magazine. Like, yeah. Yeah. Month after month goes by with one piece of red tape after another, endless jumping through hoops and bickering between their lawyers with no resolution. It looks like Angie is just running the clock until all the kids are 18 and refuses to give in to any custody negotiations. So that is an interesting theory and probably the case. Um, fun fact, Jan, Brad was told that yeah. there was buried treasure under Chateau Miraval estate and he spent years trying to find it before realizing it wasn't true. He said that he got obsessed oh. and for a year, this is all he could think about was just the excitement about it of finding this buried treasure. Um, and he said maybe it has something to do with where he grew up near the Ozark mountains where there are always stories of catching hidden gold. All right. Okay. Cool, Brad. So this brings us to the lawsuit. Okay. Okay. So Brad and Angelina previously owned a wine company together. After they split up, Angie decided to sell off her shares of the business. Brad, so that's Chateau Miraval, right? It's the estate mm -hmm. and company. In 2008, Brad and Angie bought a controlling stake in the home and vineyard Chateau Miraval. After the divorce in 2019, Angelina decided to get out of their wine business. At the time, Miraval was valued at $164 million. Angelina sold her shares in 2021 to a company owned by Yuri Scheffler. Yuri also owns a Russian vodka brand called Stoli. Brad filed a lawsuit against Angelina at Los Angeles County Superior Court in February 2022 regarding the 2021 sale of her stake in the company. He has filed additional court documents in June 2022 saying that Brad believes that Angie intentionally sought to inflict harm on him by selling her interests in their company. Brad says that he and Angie had an agreement that neither would sell their business interests in Miraval without the other party's consent. The lawsuit also accuses Angie of contributing nothing to Miraval's success and undermining the success by selling to Russian businessman Yuri Scheffler, who is bent on taking control of Miraval. 
The filing reads, Jolie pursued and then consummated the purported sale in secret, purposely keeping Pitt in the dark and knowing violating Pitt's contractual rights. Jolie was previously cleared to sell her share of Miraval in September, but Pitt claims that her business, Nouvelle, owed his company, Mondo Bongo, the right of first refusal. Basically, they both had LLCs. The LLCs had been the one okay. had the ownership. So just... It's just a bunch of names that it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. All it means like mumbo jumbo, mumbo bongo, whatever. <laughs> Brad Pitt should have had been the one, kind of like with Taylor Swift and with Scooter Braun, how her whole thing was she should have been allowed right. to buy her music. Brad feels that he should have been allowed to buy the company. He should have had first mm, rights mm-hmm. of refusal. Yeah. Um, got it. Court documents claim Scheffler is attempting a hostile takeover of Miraval with the goal of attaining confidential and proprietary information for the benefit of his competing enterprise. They claim Scheffler has cutthroat business tactics and dubious professional associations that jeopardizes the reputation of the brand Pitt has so carefully built. Jolie has sought to force Pitt into partnership with a stranger and worse yet, a stranger with poisonous associations and intentions. This literally reads like a James Bond script. I know. A is hostile there, is takeover. A, it is a little vineyard. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, wow. The Guardian says that Angie was cleared to sell her shares after the vo- divorce, but Brad doesn't have an issue with that. It's who he's selling. It's who she's selling them to. Um, Brad says Yuri is bad for the brand. As a result, Pitt is seeking damages in an amount to be proven at trial and is also seek asking that the sale of Jolie's stake be declared null and void. Pitt is requesting a trial by jury and is suing for breach of implied in fact contract, breach of quasi-contract pleading in the alternative, breach of implied covenant of good faith and fair dealing, abuse of rights under Article 6, one of the Luxembourg Civil Code, Chandler, do you know what Article 6.1 of the Luxembourg Civil Code is? I, I don't. I need to brush up. What is it? That's that's shocking. Uh, I thought you knew this. It's tortious interference with contractual relations, tortious interference with prospective business relationships, and constructive trust. Chateau wow. Miraval wasn't just a business for Brad and Angie. They spent a lot of time there and were even married on the estate. Miraval was Brad's passion project. Well, so, good news. He now has a passion project of $2,000 flannel shirts. That's so. true. He also is able, I mean, in good news, they're not, an email from Delta. Good news. You're not just now in a decade long <laughs> divorce. You have another lawsuit to deal with. Hi. Great news. Hi. Wow. So this should be interesting. Yeah. He's requesting a full jury trial and I, wow. I was, so Let's hope they televise it. We need to craft a letter to the French magistrate or judge asking him or her to televise it for our sake. I mean, yes, true, truly. I, I wonder if it's a U.S. I wonder if it's a, I think it's a U.S. Well, but, but why are they quoting Luxembourg law? Oh, that's true. That's true. Bummer. Well, I don't know if they televise court trials in France, but let's hope. Fingers crossed. Anyway, so yes, it'll be very interesting to see how this all unfolds, this never-ending divorce and this new lawsuit. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Chandler, any parting comments? No, this has been very riveting. Thank you, Lauren, for leading us through this. Of course. All right, you guys, if you love today's episode, please do us a favor and give us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And with that, we will see you next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Pop Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. 
And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.